Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 31 You are Locked On Magic. Your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone. This is Philip Rossman Reich of Orlando Magic Daily. I am here live on Facebook, assuming my technology is working, which is always a uh, always a bit of a uh, of a question mark. Uh, but I'm here, the host of Locked On Magic, as well as the site editor and uh, uh, expert over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Here to talk a little bit about the Orlando Magic, and I come on to the air today, I guess, with a, a little bit of breaking news. I guess it's not a huge huge thing, uh, but. The Orlando Magic, uh, everyone's been waiting for the Nike jerseys to come out. We saw the Orlando Magic sister team, the Minnesota Timberwolves, release their jerseys earlier today, and those were not so good and did not get the same kind of, uh, I guess, uh, uh, reaction that everyone was anticipating. Uh, but the uh, but the, 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 the jerseys themselves are just kind of a little thing uh, that that everyone gets excited about, and the Orlando Magic have yet to release their jerseys. Of course, uh, that is beginning to change. Uh, Ronnie 2K uh, is re- slowly releasing screenshots of players uh, that want to that, that that want to see what their rating is and see uh, what they look like in NBA 2K18. And we got our first look, our first unofficial look at least, at the Orlando Magic's new uniforms, and they are the same as normal. Sorry, they're just they're just they're, they're just the same. Uh, so, you know, not a whole lot uh, to, to say about the new uniforms. Honestly, this is what I expected. I, I, I anticipated that the uniforms would stay just about the same this year. Um, that uh, that that they would be uh, virtually uh, the, virtually the same as far as what they look like. Uh, so, not not a whole lot different there uh, for. Uh, the magic uh, again. That's kind of what we all expected to see, or what I expect to see. Some people want to see the magic change their jerseys, um, but they're not ready to do that quite yet. Uh, but we'll wait for the official announcement. I'm sure we'll see the uh, icon edition, which would be the the the, the blue. I would imagine it's going to be blue uh, version. Uh, and we're we're waiting Evan Fournier's screenshot on bated breath uh, because uh, of course of what happened last year, where Evan Fournier did not look like Evan Fournier at all. Uh, but little things here and there. Of course, uh, if, if you're watching this, it's uh, if you're watching or listening to this, I'm recording this on Thursday at about 2 p.m. Uh, we are expecting uh, some schedule news to come out later today. I guess I'm covering a lot of stuff around the NBA today. But uh, the schedule, the first parts of the schedule are going to come out later today at about six o'clock Eastern time. We're going to see the Christmas schedule as well as the uh, opening day schedule. There's some rumors going about about who the Magic might be playing. They probably won't be on national TV, so I don't think we'll see. The Magic schedule really come out uh, this week or, or today, this afternoon. But we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it and then cover it as, as it needs to be covered. Uh, expect, this, expect the full NBA schedule to be out sometime next week, which I think 
uh, is going to make the 2018 season very, very real. But, uh, and then on top of all this, we've got uh, Eurobasket going, Eurobasket prep going on. Evan Fournier and France should be playing in about 30 minutes or so. Uh, so lots to get excited about when it comes to the, uh, the NBA. It's starting to, starting to, 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 get, to get moving. Uh, if you're watching this live, be sure to leave a comment. I want to interact with you and listen to your questions. May, also, check me. Make sure that you can hear me. Otherwise, I'll have to go back to my phone like I did uh, the, the, the other time when I did it on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Now, just as a test run. So just make sure you can just let me know if you can hear me um, and, and let me know if there's any technical problems. If you're listening to this on the podcast feed, don't worry about it. I'm recording this on QuickTime, so you're listening to me probably and can hear everything that I'm saying. But what I wanted to come on here and do on today's Facebook Live show is talk a little bit about video games and talk a little bit about magic history. Um, if you remember back a couple weeks ago, we had uh, the, the Where Are They Now episode, uh, issue of Sports Illustrated, and they had that really great oral history of the greatest basketball game of all time, NBA Jam. No doubt. Greatest basketball game of all time. Uh, love, you, love you guys at NBA 2K, but... Anytime I see an NBA Jam arcade anywhere, there's supposedly one at uh, at the, the the video game bar downtown. I, I have not checked that. Um, I'll probably do that next Wednesday. But anytime I see NBA Jam, I I want to to go play it immediately. It's it, it has that much pull and that much power still in the in the NBA zeitgeist. I mean, when N, when the NBA revitalized NBA Jam, uh, it was a huge deal. It was one of the. It was. It, I don't know if it was successful commercially nothing's going to be like the original because there are just so many video game options now but if i see nba game tournament edition i want to play it i mean i remember i was at my cousin's bar mitzvah a few years ago and they had one of those all-in-one video game machines and all these kids were playing you know weird video game weird old video games that they never heard of and i was just hungering to kick them off the machine literally kick them off the machine and say we are playing nba jam the greatest basketball game ever made and these are 13 year old kids so they don't know what NBA Jam is, which is a, a, a real shame. And so every year, we at Orlando Magic Daily uh, tend to write an article saying, what is the Magic's best NBA Jam duo? That, that is still something that holds sway in the NBA. It's something that we do every year. I can go back and look at the last two or three years and talk about who the Magic's best NBA Jam duos are because – that is still something we think about as an NBA culture. Uh, and so I, I wanted to spend this time uh, both commenting on an article that was written in the wake of the NBA Jam uh, uh, oral history about the, the the all-time magic NBA Jam team. And I think there are some interesting options there. And also begin to talk a little bit about who is the best NBA Jam team of the current Orlando Magic. So... Let's do the all-time team first, because I think that creates a lot of interesting debate. Uh, when it comes to Orlando Magic, there are four players that are the the best players in team history. The, the Mount Rushmore of Orlando Magic history is is literally set in stone right now. It's Shaq, Penny, T-Mac, Dwight Howard. I think those are the four. I'll, I'll hear arguments for Nick Anderson, but the four best players in Magic history are Shaq, T-Mac, Penny, Dwight Howard. Any order you you know we'll debate, we'll debate order another day we did we did that last year too, uh, but those are the four guys and so who do you pick out of those four and and I liked who you know I don't think you can go wrong picking any of those four the only two I wouldn't pick together are Dwight and Shaq because they play the same position but 
if you have a T-Mac Dwight team or T-Mac Shaq team or Penny Shaq team or Penny Dwight team, you're going to have an amazing NBA Jam team, a really amazing NBA Jam team. It doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Sports Illustrated picked Penny and Shaq, which I'm not going to complain about. Penny is probably my all, is probably my all-time favorite Magic players. A lot of other people's all-time favorite Magic players. Shaq is also one of the best. Uh, Shaq's obviously one of the most dominant figures and forces in NBA history. You're not going to go wrong with those two. Uh, they obviously played together. They they were part of some of the best Magic teams in Magic history. Uh, you know, we all watched this Magic moment uh, a couple years ago uh, when it when it came out on ESPN. That's who they pick. For my all-time NBA Jam team, I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about it, whether it's in the comments on Facebook Live or whether it's uh, in comments to me uh, about the show when I post it on, online. Uh, you can always tweet me at omagicdaily or at philiprr underscore omd or at lockedonmagic. Love to hear what you guys think about your all-time Magic NBA Jam teams. But I would go T-Mac Shaq. It's not that Penny's not good. Penny was amazing. Great passer, great dunker, has everything you want in an NBA Jam guard. I still lean T-Mac because T-Mac was just a pure scorer. And, and T-Mac is just underrated in all other aspects of his game. He is, uh, he was a, a the best scorer in Magic history, number one. Uh, but he also had a great passing ability. He just didn't have teammates to pass it to. Great three-point shooter, uh, at least for, for a guy with his usage rate uh, and, frankly, the attention that, that he had on him. And, honestly, a pretty good defender when he wanted to be, too. So I, I would really lean toward Tracy McGrady over Penny Hardaway for my NBA Jam team. I'm not, gonna, I may, I'm not saying here that Penny was worse than T-Mac. I'm just saying for NBA Jam team. And actually, for an NBA Jam team, I might consider doing T-Mac and Penny because uh, as, as, I would still lean Shaq if I were picking, but a T-Mac Penny NBA Jam team, that would be pretty near unstoppable too. That would be a really difficult team. To, to beat because the, the scoring would be all over the place. They'd have a lot of speed. They'd have a lot of passing. They'd be able to play defense. Uh, it, it, that would be a really, really fun team to play with in NBA Jam. Of course, in the original NBA Jam, it was Scott Skiles and Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, they added Penny Hardaway the following year for tournament edition uh, as one of the three. It was what Anderson, Penny, Shaq, I think, in, in NBA Jam tournament edition. Um, if you're playing as the Orlando Magic in NBA Jam, uh, the early version, the original versions, you're not doing too bad. Uh, obviously, if you're playing with them now, I would probably say the Magic probably one of the first teams you're going to play uh, in, in a current version of NBA Jam. And so let's turn our attention now to the current roster and pick our favorite NBA, our favorite NBA GM team for the current roster. Now, when I think of what makes a good NBA GM team, I think, I, I mean, I would argue actually that the the modern NBA mentality of having guys who can either dunk or shoot, was born out of NBA Jam. Like, intuitively, when I play NBA Jam, and this is before analytics became a big thing in the NBA, I would always think I am either dunking the ball or taking a three. I'm not doing anything else. Mid-range jumpers don't do anything for me. Uh, I am, I'm only dunking or taking threes in NBA Jam and, and other similar two-on-two style games. I think, what was it? There's NBA Street. That was, that was a really, that was a really good one. Um, NBA Ballers was kind of similar to that too. Uh, NBA Hang Time, Showtime. I, I would play NBA, NBA on NBC Showtime a lot on, on N64. So if you're, you know, if, if you're playing these games, you're shooting, you're dunking or you're shooting threes. And unfortunately for the Magic, the fortunate part for the Magic is they have a lot of dunkers. 
between Aaron Gordon, Terrence Ross, now Jonathan Simmons, the Magic can dunk the ball. They, they got some guys who will put the ball in the basket uh, from close range. The thing they don't have is three-point shooters, and I think it would be really difficult to get the kind of three-point shooting that you would want for a successful arcade-style NBA Jam team. So who are our options for the Magic's NBA Jam team? you got Nikola Vucevic, obviously, Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon, Alfred Payton, Terrence Ross, and I'll throw Jonathan Simmons in there too, and probably Bismack Biombo as well. So you got seven players that you would think about putting on an NBA GM team, but maybe not guys who would be your first pick. Since this is NBA GM, since, this, since we're talking about building a, a two-on-two NBA GM style team, I think you got to start with Aaron Gordon. I think Aaron Gordon gets on the team no matter what because he's the best dunk, he's the best dunker on the team. Uh, and he's going to get to the basket and 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 just throw down and have crazy gra- graphics and make everyone say boom shakalaka 20 million times because that's what he does. Uh, he's a good def- he's a good defender although defense doesn't matter in NBA GM. Um, and and someone who you can get down the court, he'll jump really high, you can throw throw the ball up to him and 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 all that. I, I think he's still the best player on the Magic right now. Um, or at least the, the most important player on the Magic right now. Uh, and so I would give him the edge as far as putting him on the team. Uh, my next pick, so that's essentially your big. That's essentially your big on the team. And, and, and I think that that's really, really important uh, for an NBA Jam squad to have at least one guy who's kind of big and kind of do a lot of those other, do, do a lot of those things. So outside of that, who do you put, who do you put as the guard? Um, I, I would think Alfred Payton would be an okay NBA Jam player. He can't shoot, but... You know he's he's kind of quick and can get around the floor a lot and and I think you know if you if you're really judicious with that turbo button, um, his shoes will light up a nice bright blue. But if you're judicious with that turbo button, he'll get he'll get around the floor and get into the paint and 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 open up those lanes for an Aaron Gordon to to slash to the rim or have the computer you know do do the alley oop animation. But without Aaron Gordon being able to shoot, I, I'm really hesitant to put Peyton and Gordon together. I would definitely have Peyton maybe as my third guy. Um, uh, on a tournament edition type team, uh, either him or Vucevic. Uh, but I, I think because if Aaron Gordon is going to be on this team, I think Evan Fournier has to be the second guy because Fournier at least can shoot a little bit. He'd probably be, what, a seven as a three-point shooter uh, in, in an NBA GM-style rating system. Uh, so I think that you know when it comes to the options that the Magic have for this type of this style of video game, this style of play... Um, it it, it it needs shooting because shooting is so important in, in a video game like that um, because so much of it is just coin flip and, and however the algorithm works. And so Evan Fournier to me is the guy that I would take uh, along with Aaron Gordon for my Orlando Magic NBA Jam team. Um, I'd love to hear what you guys think about the NBA Jam team that I've created. I'll be writing a post about this on orlandomagicdaily.com. Uh, but be sure to leave your comments. You can leave them here on the Facebook Live or tweet them at me at omagicdaily or at philiprr underscore omd. Uh, as a, this is always an interesting conversation. And I think, you know, just to, just to bring this back out to kind of a wider point, I think it does say something about the way the Magic are constructed and, and the general problem that the Magic have as far as the way they are built, the way that they they uh, are currently uh, currently playing. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. 
Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You know, when, when I named off all those names, you, you, you know, like I said, NBA Jam, like those arcade-style games, really just really kind of, you when you play them, and I'm sure everyone plays them differently or everyone who has played them kind of is thinking about this or probably didn't even realize this. You intuitively do what the analytics people say, what the analytic-minded people say is what you should do on a basketball court. The two most efficient places to score are at the rim and beyond the three-point line. And, you know, the, the jokey video game aspects of this thing aside from, aside, you know, put, put, put the kind of, the, the, the jokey exercise of it aside, that is what the modern NBA game is. I mean, you look at the Golden State Warriors, everyone thinks they're a great three-point shooting team, and they are a great three-point shooting team, but if I'm not mistaken, last year they led the league in points in the paint. You know, the Houston Rockets are built on get to the basket, get to the foul line, or hit a three-pointer. And and a lot of the most successful teams, I mean, except for the San Antonio Spurs, almost every successful team avoids mid-range jumpers like the plague. It's not something that they look to do. Um, it's not something that they uh, are actively trying to uh, trying to, to, to do in the league anymore. It's just not who they are. Uh, and you're seeing a lot of these strategies play out. I mean, when the Magic were with Stan Van Gundy in 2009, or the 2009 finals run, that whole team was built on get the ball to Dwight Howard, spread the floor with shooters, cause the defense to collapse around Howard, and he's either going to get a layup or a dunk or a post shot close to the basket, or he's going to kick it out to the three-point line, and you're going to make a bunch of threes. And that was the, the, the devil's bargain that the Magic offense made defenses have to, have to think about. And they, they rode that to a finals run. They rode that to the NBA Finals in 2009. They rode it to the Eastern Conference Finals in 2010. And now it's the pervasive stra- offensive strategy throughout the league. So when you look at this Magic team and you look at the way it's constructed, you don't see that kind of team. You don't see a team that is looking to either get in the paint or make three-point shots. Uh, Aaron Gordon, like I said, is just is, he's not a good three-point shooter yet. He, he, shot, le- he shot worse than 30% from beyond the arc last year. And he's, he's grown as a mid-range jump shooter. He's grown a little bit attacking off the dribble, but he's not a great post-up player. And so he's not he's, he's a dunker, which is good in transition. And then, of course, NBA James is kind of a transition game anyway. Uh, but if you're not getting him in transition, you're not going to find the success that, that you want uh, as, as a team. You're not going to get everything you want out of the, uh, out of the, 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 the team or the game um, or out of him. I mean, he's got to develop a three-point shot to become a really effective player in the NBA and, and, and add a new dimension to his game. You know, Alfred Payton is kind of in that same boat where, you know, we looked at what he did after the All-Star break last year when he, what did, what did he average? You know, near, he had five triple doubles. He was, you know, good at a lot of different things, but he did not. Uh, but but there's still all these questions about him because he can't shoot. And, and and I think honestly, a lot of these questions also have to do with the fact that the players around him can't shoot. Outside of Evan Fournier and Terrence Ross, 
there are not three-point shooters on this team. And, and Nikola Vucevic can certainly still maybe extend his range and maybe become one of the new age stretch fives that are out there. And that would help. But teams right now don't respect the magic shooting, and who can blame them? Even the guys they even like Jonathan Simmons, another guy that they added this summer, and even Jonathan Isaac to some extent, they're not three-point shooters yet. Um, Isaac's probably a little bit further along than, than we think, but he's got a lot of work to do on his shot. And Simmons is, is streaky at best as a three-point shooter, um, bad at worst. I mean, he's still growing as a three-point shooter. And so the difficulty you find in, in, in this exercise of making an NBA Jam team, the difficulty you find is that basic thing about the Magic right now that they do not look like a modern team quite yet. They don't look like uh, an NBA, not an NBA basketball team, because they are an NBA basketball team, but they don't look like what succeeds in the NBA today. That's not what they are quite yet. Uh, And so it's not that the Magic should go out and specifically look for these types of players or or look for ways to shift who they are. I mean, they've got some interesting players it's just about finding the right fit, and shooting always matters in finding fit, because shooters can fit anywhere. If this team develops a defensive identity, that's not what's good for NBA Jam, but that will be good for the team as a whole, and then they can begin fitting offensive pieces around them, and that's kind of the point where the Magic are at right now, where they've got all these interesting pieces that, that you know, this guy looks like he's something, but doesn't quite fit with this puzzle piece, and it doesn't, doesn't quite work together. And so, you know, I, I think... The observation that that was made uh, on Basketball Insiders by Steve Kyler today that, you know, magic management right now is just kind of evaluating what they have and want to see it up close and personal. That's kind of where the magic are. They're just kind of figuring out what they have. And, and while, you know, we've sat here and watched a lot of it, Jeff Weltman, John Hammond and company, they have. They, they don't know everything that they have. And so I think they're, they're going to be willing to give it a little bit of a try this season and see where it goes. And of course, we will see exactly whether the Magic can put all those pieces together and whether uh, whether it looks like something that they can grow with. If, it, if it's not, they'll, they'll tear it down or they'll move on to something they think they can grow with. If it does look like something they can grow with, then they'll grow with it. They'll, they'll keep building it up and, and, and watering those seeds and seeing what sprouts. Um, like I've said on, this, on, on the podcast on Locked on Magic plenty of times before, this really is a no-lose season to me. Uh, I think it's, it is a purely evaluation evalu- season. If the Magic make the playoffs, they, it means they have something. It means that they've got something they can grow from. If they don't, they get a high draft pick, and they now know, maybe what we all know as, as observers anyway, that they don't have much, but now they have a better understanding of what works and what doesn't work and how best to let their guys grow. And I think that's really, really important for this Magic team right now. Um, like I said, I, I hope this was a fun discussion um, I hope that you uh, enjoyed this little exercise. Um, like I said, NBA Jam is part of the NBA zeitgeist. It is it is a big part of of the league and its culture. Um, and and every year we do uh, who is the best NBA Jam team. So I, I always enjoy doing this little exercise and and thinking about it because that game that game just rocks. And no offense, to NBA 2K. I love NBA 2K. If they want to give me a free copy of 2K18, I am glad to do that. Um, I'm glad to accept that. A copy of NBA 2K18, but uh, um, 2K the 2K series is fantastic for actual simulation of basketball games. But sometimes you want to play a good arcade game, and NBA Jam is by far the best arcade game uh, I've ever played. I, I still consider it the best uh, best game that that I've ever uh, played. Um, 
going to do a quick question here. I got a quick, quick question from Chris Thibodeau. He asks, uh, hey, how do you think Evan Fournier is as the long-term option, a shooting guard, or should they go in a different direction at that position? Um, I, I think we've seen a uh, Thanks for the question, Chris. Um, I think we've seen a lot from Evan Fournier. Um, I think we kind of know what he is, and, and it's not bad. I mean, he averaged 17 points per game last year. He's a good shooter. He's proven that he can shoot at around 40% in a season. Um, I think right now the Magic have him in the wrong role, and it's not. Uh, this isn't a knock on Evan at all. Um, I think that Evan Fournier is probably not best as the primary option on a, on a, on a team, and that's essentially what the Magic have. He should not be your leading scorer if you want to be a successful NBA team. Uh, and I think the way the Magic are set up right now where they ask him to, to run some pick and roll and play a lot on the ball, that's not where he's successful. I mean, I wrote this a while back um, just kind of analyzing some of his bigger games. Uh, and where Fournier really succeeds is when you get him the ball on ball reversals uh, on the weak side and he can attack defenses as they're rotating to him or run quick pick and rolls before the defense gets set. Once the defense gets set, I think his, his percent – I mean, and this is true for most people, but – I think his percentages really drop, um, but I think he's a really smart attacker uh, off the weak side when he's when he's on the weak side of the ball. And obviously, he's a strong three point shooter, so he can make three point shots when he's open. At shooting guard, I think that he can still be successful there. Um, I, I I think we saw last year he works really well. I think he can work better in more versatile situations. So I think actually pairing him with Terrence Ross or Jonathan Simmons is a good pair for him. I think that that is. Uh, a, group, a grouping that can work really, really well together because it allows him to switch defensively. Uh, the big question with Evan Fournier is less about his offense and more about his defense because, uh, you know, we talk a lot on this show and a lot about the Magic, really a lot around the league about versatility and being able to play multiple positions. Uh, and the, the term tweener becoming not so much of a bad word anymore because, tw- you know, tweener has become versatile. It, you know, instead of being a six nine guy who can play multiple positions, you used to be called a tweener and no one would know what to do with you. Now you're versatile. You can play so many different positions that you're valuable. Evan Fournier is, I think, a tweener in the wrong way. Uh, he is not big enough to guard threes. We saw that two years ago when he was paired with Victor Oladipo. Uh, he struggled against bigger threes, like, you know, everyone struggles with LeBron James, but like a LeBron James or Paul George, like big, like kind of the bigger, stockier threes. But he's not fast enough to guard twos, to guard shooting guards. Um, and so defensively, his fit is always going to be a little bit weird, um, you know, unless he improves on that in, in that area. So I think that Fournier uh, is a fine option. I like him as a player. I think he's a, a good starter. I think he's a starter quality player. It's obviously paid like a starter, uh, but I, I'm not I'm not 100% sold that he is your guy. I mean, uh, that, I mean, I think that's the way it is with a lot of these Magic players. They all have to kind of prove themselves a little bit this year um, that that they can uh, that they can play that that the, the positions that they're playing in and, and in the roles that, that they're playing. Uh, so thanks, Chris, for the question. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that answered answered what what you think what what I think about Fournier. And of course, I can always be proven wrong. I'm actually going to hop on and uh, try and watch uh, Evans' game against Lithuania here in just a few minutes. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Magic and the Orlando Ma- and the Locked on Magic Facebook Live. I want to thank everyone who tuned in, whether live on Facebook, on delay, on the Locked on Podcast Network Facebook page, or on the Locked on Magic uh, feed. Be sure to check out the Locked on Podcast Network. You can get all the Locked on Podcasts, all NBA, and I think all the NFL teams, uh, 
post automatically on the Locked On Podcast Network's Facebook page. Be sure to give that a like. That's facebook.com slash lockedonpods. Uh, you can, of course, follow Locked On Magic for those that are tuning into Locked On Magic for the first time. Uh, you can follow. You can find us on iTunes, Audio, and Stitcher. Tune in all the fun places that you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device by searching Locked On Magic. Uh, and of course, you can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd, as well as at omagicdaily. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com, including our Facebook page at Orlando Magic Daily. I got to clear out of here. The next Locked On Podcast Network Facebook Live is coming up soon. I think at the bottom of the hour. I'm not sure what the schedule is, but I want to thank everyone for uh, enjoying this experience, enjoying this little experiment that we've been doing. Uh, and I will see you all again next time on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.